to just continue to stay right here. We're going to go into worship this morning. I want you to pray about your offering this morning, your tithes. You can bring those up during offering this morning. And we're, gonna, we're just going to move straight into worship this morning. Amen. Can we do that? Can we be a little bit more spontaneous? And, and you know, hey, we got a bulletin. We'll, we'll make sure y'all can see what's going on and, and do all those things. But I want us to remain focused on what God is doing today. If you weren't here Wednesday, that's what we're going to talk about. But we've got to stay in this attitude atmosphere, this attitude, and, and with what the Lord, something I saw the Lord doing through me Wednesday was staying in the right posture, the right posture to be able to receive from Him and to bless Him and to do all those things, amen? So, hallelujah, Yes, Lord. Father, we worship you. You are worthy, O oh God. Yes, you. Yes, Lord. Come on, just raise your hands this morning. Yes. Father, we are here to worship you and I love you. To praise your holy name. You are worthy, God. You are worthy, O oh God. You are worthy, O oh God. You are worthy, O oh God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you.
Come on, somebody's getting victory this morning. Come on. Come on, press through. Press through this morning. Come on.
that one up, so let's do it again. Our Father, all of heaven roars your name, sing louder. Let this place erupt with praise.
ready to sing about his glory this morning and his praises, his holiness. Come on. Oh, 
praise this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. just like the words. I 
Speak to us in this place today, God. Heal those that need healings today, God. Have your way, God, in us. Teach us to set and wait in your presence. We want to wait in your presence, God. Turn to a couple of people and tell them I just want to wait. I want to hear the voice of God in this place this morning. I just want to hear the voice of God in this place today. Speak to me, oh God. Speak to me, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 You can go ahead and be seated this morning. Where's our children at? They're going to go ahead and head to the back real quick. So our children are gonna. Oh, you can turn that down. Yeah, that's too loud. So our children are gonna head to the back. If if you weren't here at the beginning of service, we we didn't do all the announcements and everything. Uh, they're in your bulletin. I'll go over some more later. If you need to bring an offering, go ahead and do that. Um, just trying to follow where the the Lord has us this morning. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. In me, yes, Lord. Oh. In me, oh Lord. So if you if you weren't here Wednesday, you need to start coming to Wednesday. You start coming, especially the first Wednesday worship. Uh, we 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 try our best to allow the Lord to do what it is He is wanting to do in that service. And uh, yeah, those that were here, y'all, yeah, it was was it an amazing time or what? So. We're going to talk about things that took place Wednesday, but
but I'm also going to bring you some scriptures. I want you to go ahead and put that title up there. Why do men marvel? We're, we're going to talk about this this morning. And it's over in the book of Acts chapter 3 is where we're going to, we're either going to be in book of Acts chapter 3 or 1. It's pretty simple. If you have your version Bible, you can, you can go in there and go to events. I have them loaded in there for you. I'm trying to do that. Uh, I don't have a ton of notes this morning on this. Uh, I know where God wants me to go, so I didn't have to put down quite as much. But why do men marvel? Acts chapter 3, starting in verse 11. You go ahead and put that one up there for me. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, You men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? He had just healed the lame man. Why are you marveling at this? Or why you look so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk. Can I, can I tell you that we still struggle with this today? God is doing some amazing things through people today. But our first comment is, is that you, Lord? Right? It's the same thing. Oh, well, they're not good enough to be used by you. It couldn't have been. Couldn't have been. Look, look. You know, Peter, oh, Peter's not good enough to heal a lame man, right? We're going to flip back up to verse 1 in here. I've got it on the screen for you as well. Let's look through the whole storyline of what took place again so we can all have the same context. Look at this. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer. So they were going to church. Or maybe they were just going to prayer today, which is an amazing thing. About the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go in, the temple asked for alms. Now, if you've never been overseas, to see what they do is they'll, they'll take a cup. They'll, they'll take a little tin cup. Today they do this. I, I'm sure back then they, they did something similar, so I'll just use this today. And as you're passing by, they'll beat you on the leg. Give me something. They'll hit you, and they will beat your legs. Give me something. Give me something. If you, if you ever go, Israel and Turkey and, and those countries, that's what they'll do. They will beat you to get something, right? Because these people have nothing. They're, they're, he's lame from birth, so it's not like he's working a job. There's no Social Security other than your family helps you. But you got to remember, though, at this point in time, if he was lame from birth, somebody was probably saying, your parents sinned, that's why you're the way you are, and you just have to deal with it. There is no hope for you. So a lot of these people are very bitter. Their lot in life is because somebody else did it to them, because of their religious system and what they think they know. Now look at the next section here, verse 4. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him, with John said, look on us. Get your eyes off of what you think you need. Get your eyes on us. Oof. And he gave heed to them, expecting to receive something. But he wasn't expecting this. Silver and gold have I none. But such I have, I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. 
he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. Can I tell you that, that what I've studied through the, through the years, the theologians believe that when he said he took him by the hand and lifted him, it would have been a violent jerk. Get up out of where you are. No more can you stay in that place. Get out of your filthiness. Get out of your beggingness. Get out of your mindset. Get out of where you are. So this is what's all transpired. Now look at verse 8. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Did they receive strength before he got up or after he got up? Seems like after to me. Sometimes we just got to allow God to do the work, but we got to step up. We got to allow somebody to get us up and stop. He could have pulled himself back down and said no. Right? And he leaping up stood and walked. <laughs> I never even thought about that. The Holy Spirit was just telling me. He leaped up and stood and walked. Did he leap up or did Peter pull him up? Did he have faith for the healing? Probably not. But he leapt up. Why did he leap up? Because somebody else's faith. Think about that for a minute. That, that's a whole other sermon in itself right there. He walked and entered with them in the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Look at this. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and, and they knew that it was he which shed alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. They knew it was that paralyzed guy. They knew him. They didn't go through that gate either because of him. They went to the other door. <laughs> they didn't want to be around this guy, right? So look at verse 11 again. And they were filled with wonder and amazed at that which had happened unto him. All the people saw it and wondered, wow, is it even possible? As the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch as called Solomon's greatly wondered. And when people... Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, you men of Israel, look at this. Why marvel ye at this? Or why look you so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? Listen, I want to marvel at what God's doing. But I don't want to marvel to the point where I'm questioning it. Is it even him? Is it real? I don't want to question that. I, I posted something on Facebook the other day that, that I saw from somebody else. I want to, it, the, the thing was just so perfect. This is us. This is, this is where we are sometimes. A man possessed by thousands of demons could recognize Jesus. Remember that story? Jesus got out of the boat. He's coming. There's a man, right, in, in the tombs called Legion. And what's the first thing that happens? Jesus, what have you come to do with us? They recognized. The demons right there recognized who Jesus Christ was. But the men possessing thousands of scriptures could not. Do we recognize him today? If he walked in right there, would we recognize him or would we push him back out the door? Remember, there's, there's that Todd Agnew song, Right? Most of us wouldn't even allow him to come in our church because his blood-stained feet would, his, his blood-soaked feet would stain the carpet. Guys, we've got to focus on what Jesus Christ is doing, what the Holy Spirit is doing today. He is pouring out his spirit. He is speaking to us. He is constantly speaking to us if we will not reject him. Have we learned so much of the scriptures that we don't even know who he is anymore? 
I remember the book God Chasers by Tommy Tenney years ago. And, and it was just one thing in there that I found that was so amazing. I don't even remember if it was in the book or, no, no. It was when he was preaching a sermon that I watched. We, we went to him in Beaumont. He was preaching at Parkdale Assembly of God. He, he started flipping the scriptures and he says, I have this one problem. He has to mark out his sermons and, and he has to be very careful. He said, because I've been in pursuit of the one I love. And if he gets on the wrong page and starts reading, he won't focus on you anymore. Because he sees Jesus again and he will just focus on chasing Jesus through the scriptures. That's a love right there. So he had to be very careful when he flipped through to do his sermons. Because if he started reading anywhere else, he was just going to read. Man, not amazing? Listen, God is speaking to us. Are we marveling because he's amazing or are we marveling because we don't understand what he's doing so we reject it? So Wednesday night, God had me to do something interesting and, and he gave a word through somebody else as well. And I think the first one uh, in there, is it me or Miss Rosalie? Me? Okay. I, I can't remember which one I put in what order in there, but I put them in there. I, I took the snippet of the live stream. It's like six minutes long. But if you notice, the, the oil is empty. Now, we did use a whole bunch Wednesday night, but it's in here. I poured that out on somebody's head. Cook could barely grab the mic. It was so wet. <laughs> we, we were trying to flow with what God was doing. But here's the thing. Are you going to reject what he's doing because it's not in this bottle? What, what if it was in just an old wine flask? <laughs> that's not anointing oil, brother. Can I tell you that's olive oil? Bought it from Walmart. Smells like olive oil. You can cook with it. There's nothing special about this. It's symbolic. But we spend more we put more validity in this than the actual touch of the Holy Spirit. Come anoint me with oil so I might be healed. Yeah. See, God is releasing things right now, but as you're going to see in this video in a minute, he is requiring something. And I'm going to talk about that. So you can go ahead and play that, play that video, and, and I want us to talk a little bit more about it.
hear the Lord telling us tonight, just as I stand here pouring this oil out into this new vessel, and many of you stand there wondering in amazement and awe, saying, Pastor, what are you doing? God says that his people stand and ask the same question, Lord, what are you doing? We don't understand. It doesn't make sense. What it was in was perfectly fine. The way you did things was perfectly fine. But God says if you will stop wondering and accept, he is pouring out an oil upon his people right now. An oil of fire. I see those that are receiving that anointing tonight. Those that are receiving it, that's being poured out no matter where it is around the world, they're receiving it right now. It is an oil and an anointing of fire. I can literally see fire coming out of their mouths. So don't stand in marble, says the Lord, on what I'm doing, but receive what I'm doing and ask me for more of it and say, God, God, I want what you're doing right now. It doesn't have to make sense to me, but I want what you're doing. I want that anointing. I want that oil poured upon me. Release it to me right now, that fire. That fire. But just as I saw the fire coming out of the mouths of those that were receiving it, this is not an anointing so that you may feel good about yourself. This is not an anointing that you can say that I have it. It's not a fire that will just be something that you can keep inside. So if it's something you're not willing to open your mouth open, says the Lord, don't even ask for it. Because I am not giving this freely to you for yourself. It is about my people. It is about my land. It is about my church. That anointing being released again to speak fire into places that are dry. To speak fire into places that are parched so that they once again will burn. Those that will be willing to intercede for my church and for my people and for the lost of this world will be able to use that fire, says the Lord. They will truly be able to receive it. But those that say I want it and will not be, will be receiving things upon their life that they shall not even desire. Hmm. So don't ask for something you're not willing to use. Don't ask for something you're not really willing to be used by. Count the cost, says the Lord. Count the cost. it in this place God release it in this place release the oil in this place God release it right now there are those that are hungry there are those that say I've got to have it there are those that say I've got to have it If you listen to that right there, God was seeking those that were willing, the willing vessels. There's a lot of people that come to churches 
I want to be used. God, I want more of your presence. I want, what is it for? So we can feel good about ourselves. So we can feel good about ourselves. Listen, I feel great about the presence of God being in my life, but, but why would God give me more of something I won't even do anything with? Right? Remember the talents, the one bury the talents. I, I wasn't going to use it. That was the one that got scolded. And, and what I'm hearing the Lord and what I'm seeing is, is that he is giving it to those, not only this church, but the church, those that are willing to do something with it. But the stern warning is this. I, I didn't, it, it was tough for me to release it there. Was that if you say, God, I want this, and you use it for your own selfish gain or your own selfish pleasures, you are going to be allowing things to come on your life that he never intended. Things are going to come against you because he is going to remove it from you. So the question is, is why are we constantly pushing away from what God is doing instead of running to it? What is it that stops us from saying, I want more? You know, worship is, is a prime example of that. And, you know, the Spirit of God starts moving into service. You, you have the people that will just hold on to the chair like I was when, before I got saved. Like, I don't know what they're doing, but I ain't going up there. This is freaky. But I was an unbeliever. As a believer, I want to be where God is at. I want to be in the midst of what He's doing. When I go to a service at another church, I'm finding myself working the altar. Why? Because that's where the oil is getting sloppy. And I want some overflow. Right? I want some overflow. Why? So I can feel better? No. So I can do more for Him. So I can do more for Him. The problem is we have become complacent at where we are saying, I've got enough, God. You don't have enough until you die and walk through those doors. You don't have enough. Why? Because none of us are out there reaching the lost the way we should. When was the last time any of us walked out these doors and found somebody that was lost and told them about Jesus Christ? Well, that's not my calling. Oh, don't get me on that one. God is releasing things to you, and it is simple if you will just listen. Wednesday, when we left here, I had an opportunity to bless someone. Standing in Wendy's, I had an opportunity to bless someone. Do I know why? No, it doesn't even matter. I just know the Lord told me to. When are we going to stop saying that I've got enough? When are we going to say, I don't want any more? Or God, I don't want to be a part of that. Listen, we're Pentecostal. And if you have trouble with speaking in tongues, find you a church you can get involved in. But don't sit here and say, I don't want what you've got, God. Why? Because the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I, I, I told you that a few weeks ago. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, every believer should desire the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's a life of freedom and power and witness like you've never experienced. Because this anointing is for His purpose, and the fire is for His purpose. His purpose. Just like He released the fire on the day of Pentecost to the disciples and to all of the, the apostles and the rest of the disciples that were there, it had a purpose. And that purpose was to spread the gospel around the world. That purpose was to turn the world upside down. But the days of the church being comfortable in padded chairs and air conditioning are coming to an end. What happens tomorrow if church is outlawed in this country and we can't do this anymore? What happens to us? In, in other countries, they get one page of the Bible. I, I've heard of, of in areas in China that they get one page of the Bible 
and they will read it as a church, as a group of people, till they almost fall apart. And they will give it to another group of believers and read it and study it because they desire a touch from God. They desire to know Him more. But God is releasing to us something special to be used in this region and in His churches throughout the world. But are we just going to sit back and marvel at it or are we going to come up and say, I want some too, God. I want to touch also, God. I want to be used by you. I want to have that, that anointing in my life to go give you glory. Remember, one day we're all going to be in heaven together if we make it there. And we're going to earn crowns. And they're not for you. They're not for you. But a lot of us are going to sit on the chair and wait till we get to heaven and we're going to walk up there empty-handed one day. The only crown we'll have is a crown of life because we made it. We're not going to have any other, anything else. But can I tell you, when you start thinking about the purpose of those crowns more than your crown, I want a stack of them. Dave, I can't go empty-handed. Even the thought of going empty-handed wants to make me tear because I've thought about it. I've thought about it. And if you don't understand, let me, let me tell you, that one day we're going to go to the feet of Jesus and we're going to get down there and we're going to throw our crowns and say, worthy are you, worthy are you, worthy are you. And if you ain't got nothing to throw, what are you going to give him? What are you going to give him? He's trying to pour out an anointing right now upon you so you can go do his purpose. You can fulfill his purpose Why he died. He didn't die just to get you into heaven. He died so you could have a relationship with the Father. That the anointing can be poured into your life and you can give him glory. Remember when Jesus walked the earth, he, he was doing things and he says, I do this to give you glory. And he says, I have been glorified. Right? God was speaking to him because he was giving God glory. It wasn't when he was just spending 40 days fasting that he got the glory given to God. It was when he was doing the work. God wants us to get busy about reaching his people because they're dying. People have no hope because of coronavirus. Can I tell you, I could care less about a coronavirus. I know the God that healeth thee. And if it comes to Marksville, we're going to rebuke it and we're going to kill it in the name of Jesus. I don't care. I'm still going to get together with believers. And you know what? If we all die because of the virus, it was God's purpose. I don't care. I don't care. Am I going to wash my hands? I always wash my hands when I go to the hospital. I don't want to be foolish. Right? When I go into the hospital, I wash my hands before I go visit people. I, if you ever go with me to the hospital, I, I use those pumps just about every time I walk by them. Uh -huh. Why? Because I don't want to be foolish. I'm not trying to do that. But I'm trying to be sensitive to what my Lord is telling me. And can I tell you that I walked into a quarantine room one time and prayed for the person with nothing on. Of course, I snuck by the nurses so they wouldn't see me. Why? Because God said, I want you to go in there and lay hands on that person. Well, Lord, they tell me I have to put this on. Do you trust me or them? I think I trust you. And I walked in that room. And I laid hands on, I had my oil and all. I laid hands on that man. I prayed for him and I walked out the door. Never saw him again. Never knew who he was to begin with. I was there to visit somebody else. Did I ever get sick? No. Am I telling you to do that? Not unless daddy said so. We got to learn to hear the voice. But that all comes from being perched in a place of submission. I knew it was coming, Jose. I just hadn't figured it out yet. See, everything God had me to do Wednesday, it was from off my knees. And Dave, I thought about that later, like why, why, why? Because my heart was in a place of submission. 
and he'd say, I want you to do this. And, and I saw oil pouring down on Jose's head and fire coming out of his mouth. So I got up and I looked, where's Jose? Right there. But just prior to that, somebody came and yanked him out of the chair. He was in the back. I heard that later. And I poured oil on his head and released fire. And every time I'd come back to a place of submission, a heart submitted saying, God, what else would you have me to do tonight? I don't care what it looks like. Was it fun to pour oil on his head? Oh, it was actually really nice. I was like, Lord, this is cool. I was like, this, this, because I knew what it was going to do. You see, we've got we've to come from that place of submission to say, I need more. I want more. I don't know what my life has in store for me tomorrow, but I've got to be ready for it. David Wilkerson, I, I just a funny story. It comes back to mind again that he never prayed for his food when he sat down and eat. It's almost a sin not to do that, right? Whoever eats their food first got to pray. It's just the way it is. But David Wilkerson said, I don't pray for my food in, because I prayed for it when I got up this morning. Every day he prepared himself for the day that was coming ahead. Every day, whatever was coming, he prepared himself right there and he walked through it. When are we going to say, I've got to have it, God. I've got to have this in my life. But we won't submit to it when we get it. God says, I want to pour out my spirit upon you. I want you to, to push away the TV. Oh, but my favorite show's coming on. I understand. I have TV shows that I like. <laughs> I like sleep too, and sometimes that don't happen. Guys, when are we going to get so hungry that we say, I want him more than I want my TV, than I want football, than I want anything else in my life? Listen, I love my wife and my kids. But you know what? I love my Lord more. And my wife understands that. Our relationship with him is first and foremost. Then I have a relationship with them. It's him and them. It's in order. Go to Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Look at this. Fire has a purpose. God is not releasing and doing what he is doing here for no reason. We can either stand back and marvel at it and say, ooh, ah, that's cool, that's... Or we can say, God, I want to join in with what you're doing. The river is flowing, and I want to get in the stream. I may not understand where it's going. I, you know, if I got in the Red River today, I know eventually it's going to hit the Mississippi. I couldn't tell you how many turns there is. I couldn't tell you anything about it. I just know eventually... If I got into Mississippi, I know eventually it's going to hit the Gulf of Mexico. The stream of God is going to bring him glory. And the stream of God is going to end in heaven with him. That's the only things I need to mess with. I, I, the rest of it doesn't matter. Look at this, Acts chapter 1, 4 through 8. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said he, You have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Go to the next one. When they therefore had come together, they asked of him, saying, Look at this. Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? Now, now think of the scenario again. This is us. This is the picture of us. Go back one. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall baptize with the Holy Ghost not many days forth. 
Deborah, God's going to pour out a fire upon your life. It's going to wreck you. You're going to be used to heal people, and, and people are going to walk water because God's going to release you to release them. But pastor, what are we eating for lunch today? That's us right there. Serious. For truly John baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God. And what are they worried about? Go ahead. And, and Lord, uh, when are you going to set your kingdom up? We're going to be in charge of some things. Uh, that's what they were thinking, right? Because if, if he's the, the, the king of Israel, they're going to be his people in the court. They're going to be the guys in charge of stuff. We're more worried about those things than we are saying, God, I don't care how many songs they sing this morning. I don't care if they sing one or 300. I'm going to get what I need today. I'm getting mine. Regardless if Pastor Rich messes up the song and starts in the chorus when he was supposed to start in the verse, and I got so bad off rhythm, I had to stop the song because I couldn't figure out how to get back to the verse. And we practiced it that way. And I start playing the chorus. When that kind of stuff stops us, we've got a problem. We've got a problem. We've got a problem. Thank God the girls knew how to sing the song. As soon as I got it back, they could sing. Boom. They were good. That's what they were doing. But look at what Jesus said. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. Don't worry about it. Stop worrying about the things that don't matter. Worry about the people dying and going to hell around us. Worry about the fact that I've got to be cleansed and holy in the sight of God and get rid of all the mess that I keep getting myself into. Me, I'm getting into. I want to hear the voice of God. I want to allow the Holy Spirit to use me. I want to watch God do miracles around me so that he will be glorified. It's not for you to worry about. Stop worrying about it. Go to the next one. But you shall receive power. See, this is where he was trying to get them. You're going to receive power from the Holy Spirit of God. And you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. We're more worried about, is he going to mess up my hair when I go to the altar? I wish God would tell me that if the person is worried about their hair, so I just pour some oil on it. That would be, would that get them out of it? That would be, uh, that would be bad, though. I can't do that. That would be like, Jesus, let me help him get through this. That woman going to have a temper tantrum right there in front of me this morning. She spent three hours on her hair and read her Bible two minutes. Oh, that's, okay, I'm going to leave that alone. So we need to be more worried about being worthy to receive that spirit. We should be about our clothes, but we don't. That's why I think God had me to pour it into a different vessel. It's the only one I could find big enough. I was, really wanted something uglier. It's the only one I could find big enough. So guys, the question is, is are, are, are we willing? Are you willing to count the cost? Let me tell you, to count the cost. I, I, I'm, I don't say something, but I don't want to sound wrong. There, there's a video that I shared the other day. It's the Bohemian Rhapsody parody. I'm not saying I like the Bohemian Rhapsody at all. None of that. Just, just trust me. 
But, but these guys did this song. It was for a conference of a group of pastors. And, and they did this song. And, you know, the one of them in there, you know, he talks about nobody told me I was going to live in a fishbowl, a glass fishbowl. <laughs> if you haven't listened to it, you got to go listen to it. it it's, it's hilarious. But it's truth. But toward the end of the song, he comes back. And what made me just like, mm, come on, was he was starting telling them, pastors, you're making a difference. You're, right? All of us, we're making a difference. We're making a difference. The question is, do we want to make more of a difference? Or do we want to settle where we are? Can I tell you, I love the fact that when, when I go into town and, you know, around the area and I talk to people and they find out where I'm at, oh, man, I've heard of that church. There's things going on over there. Oh, there is. You need to come see. <laughs> and I, a lot of times I don't even tell them I'm the pastor. There's a lot of people who don't know I'm the pastor. Right? I just, oh, yeah, I go, no. Go, yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter to me. Do we want to settle there? Or do we want to settle to the fact that when we can go out in town, people are like, where you go to church at? Oh, yeah, you need to pray for me because I heard there's people getting touched over there. You, you see what I'm saying? Peter and John stopped and prayed. But I guarantee you that guy had already heard things. I, heard, I guarantee you they had already heard things. That guy had heard. Guys, we can't stop because if we stop... Who are we leaving out? Who are we leaving out? Who are we leaving out? Let's, let's focus on prayer. Let's, let's focus on what God is doing. There's that other video. I want you to watch this one. Miss, Miss Sister Rosalie had, had shared this on, on Wednesday as well. You have to turn this one up a little bit more. She's not as loud as I am. So. But li listen to this. And I didn't know if I should say anything. But then after what Pastor was saying a while ago, and the Lord brought it back to my mind. It, I knew I had to say it. He says, we have ears, but we don't hear. We have eyes, but we don't see. We have a heart, but it's not broken. We're not feeling the things that we should. We have feet, but we don't go where the Lord really wants to send us. He says, we all say, we want to be Christ-like. I want to be like Jesus and do the things that he did because he said in his word, we would do these things and more. But there are so many things that we have to give up and we don't want to do that. Jesus went out and healed the blind. He didn't have to, but he gave, we we're supposed to have that same power. Where is it? What are we doing with it? We're burying it inside. We're supposed to be able to do the things he did, he said. But we're not. Because we have all the gifts that he's given us, and we're burying it. We're putting it aside. We're not struggling to be Christ-like. She just let her preach. Can I tell you how, how, how awesome God is? I'm sitting there while I'm listening to that. And, and immediately God starts speaking to me about going to Ezekiel chapter 32. I'm like, okay. Yeah, all right. He said, verse 10. Okay. 
Yea, I will make many people amazed at thee. We're talking about amazing God. We're talking about being used. Yet I will make many people amazed at thee. Guys, he, he wants that fire on us to go out so people that we will be amazed that are lost and come in. What, what is going on with you? What is happening here? What is happening? Why is it that, that you pray for somebody and, and there's a change there? Why is it this happened? Why is it? People want to be a part of something. They get drawn to it. That's why the Spirit is there. That's why God is doing what He's doing. He's preparing us. He's preparing us, this, this dwelling place, here and here. Because He wants us to go out there and, and uh, things will start happening around us and people will be drawn to us because it's the Spirit of God drawing to those that are willing to share and be used. God is wanting to use us. And you know what? People are going to be amazed. You mean something can come out of Blue Town? Can any good thing come out of Briette? Still trying to see? Is that no? You see what I'm saying? Through the blood of Christ, we're all worthy to receive. But then once we receive, it's our choice what we do with it. And I believe God has got his church to a point right now where we're seeing that separation of things. We are. We're seeing separations of things. There are those that are willing to stand and speak truth. And there are those that are willing to stand and speak a form of truth, but they're denying the very, very power thereof. Have no part of that. There are those that, that will set in the church where, where truth is being preached. Oh, that's awesome. I go there and I'm thinking it's going to get them into heaven. And it's not about the place. It's about Jesus. But there are those that are going to experience many amazing things with God because they're willing to allow the anointing and to flow through their life. And they're willing to receive. Are we here to be spectators or are we here to get into the game? That's our choice, right? Sometimes we get put into the game and we don't think we're qualified. You know, just, just something interesting. Friday night I was at a track meet. Last minute one of our kids called and said, uh, told, told coach, uh, hey, my family's going on vacation tonight. I can't go. Dude, you're running for events. What are you talking about? What do you, what do you mean you go on a vacation? <laughs> we've, been, we've been practicing for weeks at this. Brady, can you do that to your football coach? Yeah, for some reason, this kid can do it to the track coach and get away with it. But, you know. So we had to start moving people around. So Coach Dunbar went and talked to Ryland, who's the thrower. Ryland, we, we need you to run the half mile. <laughs> coach, I ain't ran no more than one lap warm up in three years. <laughs> Rylan's a thrower. He runs one lap of roll up. He does his thing. Rylan, you may have to run, though, man, because if you don't run, the rest of the guys can't run in the relay, and they've been training really hard at this. Okay. <laughs> I may not do well, but he's, well, luckily he didn't have to. We had somebody else we found. But you know what? He had a willingness to say, you know what? I, I'm really not going to enjoy this. <laughs> but if I don't do it, there's three other men that can't. They've been training really hard. And he said, you know what? I'll, I'll do it. Y'all just don't worry about my time because <laughs> it may not be very good. But he was willing. Are you willing? It's not about your talents and your abilities. It's about the fact, are you willing to just 
put in the effort. You know, there's, there's students that show up to track practice every day that will never, ever finish other than last place, probably. Right? But you know what? We're going to put them in a race because they're there every time saying, Coach, let me run today. I want to run. And they will run and run, and you never, ever see them get any better in the physical. But they've got a great attitude. And you know what? You let them carry the water so they can go to the meet and dress out. And they, will, they just want to be a part of what the team is doing and the support. And you know what? That's what God's asking from us. But the difference is, it's not about our ability. It's about His. The difference is, is every person in here could stand right here and preach the gospel. The difference is, is most of you are too afraid to stand up or even, and even try. Like I was. But God took care of that. Not everybody's called to preach the gospel in front of a congregation. That's okay. But we preach every day out there. But if you're preaching it without the fire, is it, what's it doing? Guys, let's submit. Let's submit to what God's doing. Let's, let's worry more about what he's going to do through us than the oil that he's pouring into some crazy container. That's what we need to worry about. Let's not marvel because we don't understand it. Let's marvel at how amazing he is. Let's marvel at that. That's what we need to focus on, guys. Let's marvel at that. So listen, to put something, the keys on or whatever. You know what? Now, put, put the shoe on me and just turn it down. YouTube will kick us off, but I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> I, I just, there's something about that song right now for me. It's like I get these songs periodically, and it's just like, that's the one right now. That's, that's it, you know? So listen, if, if you want prayer today, I, I told him Wednesday. If you want prayer, if you, if you say, God, I want that touch, I'm willing to count the cost. I want you to come up here this morning. I'm not praying for sicknesses. We'll do that later. We're not praying for anything else. But if you say, God, I want that touch this morning. I want the fire in my life. I want it. I just want you to come up here, and I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to anoint you. I'm going to anoint you this morning. And we're going to have some other people that may pray for you as well. about me praying for you. I just want you to raise your hands and focus on him. your voices this morning worship come on come on come on go ahead and reach to heaven and get you some this morning don't worry about me come on go get it go get it come on are you gonna fight for it this morning 
Are you going to fight for it this morning or you just want somebody to come give it to you? Are you going to fight through what the enemy has been doing, saying, God, I've got to have your anointing. I've got to have your presence. I've got to have you more in my life today. The devil's been fighting me. He's been trying to stop me. I'm going to fight him until I get what I came for today. I'm coming for a touch from you, oh God. I'm coming for a touch, a fresh touch right now. A fresh touch, and I'm not going to quit till I get it. I'm not going to quit. And it ain't about that guy praying for me this morning. It's about you being here. I know you're here, God, and I'm going to get my touch. I'm going to get it. I'm going to be at your throne today. I'm going to sit at your feet, God. I'm going to get there because I want to be with you. I want to be with you today, oh, God. Jesus. Come on. Listen, if y'all even got half as excited about things as I am right now, y'all already be sitting on your floor on the floor. You'd be on your face right now. Pass down to spirit. Father, I release it right now. I release that river to flow right now. Flow in this place. Fresh. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Oh. Lord, I release the wind right now. I release the wind right now. I release the wind right now. Father, I release a fresh touch right now in the name of Jesus. Fire, fire, fire right now. Fire, fire in the name of Jesus. Fire right now in the name of Jesus. Fire right now in the name of Jesus. Fire right now in the name of Jesus. Fire right now. Fire in the name of Jesus. Fire right now in the name of Jesus. Fire. 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 Right now, God, I release fire in the name of Jesus. Fire right now. Holy Spirit of fire right now. 
Chop it right now in the name of Jesus. I chop it. 
I command it right now. I chop it right now. Shatasi korobo sikatasi. I chop it right now. Kira baroshi koromando si abakuri babatasi. I chop it right now in the name of Jesus. Shoto rosi karobo koshi kada manda si atatamundo si. Come on, come on. Shire fire right now. Fire right now. Fire right now.
Just begin to bless him in the spirit all over the room. Just for about 30 seconds, begin to minister to the Lord. That's right, sing in the spirit, sing in the spirit all over the room.
Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus, we worship. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, Jesus, oh, 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 oh,
Lord, I thank you for the miracles that you have done in our lives. I thank you for the miracles you have released in us, oh God. For your spirit. Is the kingdom yours? Is the power yours? Is the glory forever? Amen. Yours is the kingdom yours. Is the power yours? Is the glory forever? Is the power yours? Hallelujah. 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 Is God amazing or what? Yours is the power yours. Is the glory forever. Amen. So does anybody feel like they've been energized to go out and win the world today? Win the world for Jesus. Come on. Come on. Anybody got a touch today that's going to help them go and reach a lost person? Come on. Listen, just one. Just one. If every one of us today went and said, God, who would you have me to pray with today? Because remember, you're not drawing that person to Christ. The Spirit is. And the question is, is are you willing to be used today? It's not you going out and finding who's going to be ready. It's God knowing who he's drawing and saying, God, who, who can I speak to today that I may pray with for you? Who? As you're walking, as you go through your day, God, is there anybody in Walmart? When you go to Walmart, when you go eat lunch, is there anybody in Popeye's? And just look and say, hey, do you know Jesus? Can I pray with you today? If all of us went and prayed with one person today, I, Wendy ain't in here, but there's more than 50 of us. There'd be 50 new souls in the kingdom of God. 50 more people set free by the name of Jesus. If we did that every day, just imagine. If we did that every day. If we did it once a week, that would be a pretty good start. But the Spirit of God dwells inside of us. Dwells inside of us. Amen. So listen, I want to pray for us this morning. And then I'm going to tell you a couple of announcements. I want to pray for us real quick. And then I'm going to give you the announcement. Can we do that? Father, I, again, I'm so thankful that you are here because it's all about you. It's all about Jesus. Lord, we, we need you more every day. Lord, and your spirit was poured out upon us today, God, and we're so gracious and so humble by that. Lord, let us not forget what you've done for us. Let us not forget what is inside of us and who we are in Christ and what you have called every one of us to do, our purpose in life. Lord, help us and guide us as we go. As we go our ways, God, help us to be used by you even when we don't think we can. Lord, I know there are some that are sick at home today, and I speak health over their bodies right now in the name of Jesus. I speak to backs to be healed. God, I speak to cancer to be just dissolved right now in the name of Jesus. 
There are those that are fighting bacteria and viruses at home and sickness in their bodies with flus. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I, I rebuke this coronavirus in the name of Jesus. I command it to die right now. People be healed, be made whole in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, for all that we're going to see you do this week in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree with that this morning, why don't you say amen? Amen. 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 So listen, don't forget Wednesday, we're going to have teaching on prayer. We're going to, we're going to finish up some of uh, our teachings on prayer. We've got a few more weeks of that. Amen. Uh, next weekend, next Sunday, we're going to have our state superintendent, Scott Holmes, with us. So listen, y'all don't get all fuddy-duddy on me because he's here, you know. Uh, let, let's show him what, what we do around here, right? Let's not do any different than we normally do because he may have a suit on or something. I told him no suit, but uh, we'll see how he does. Amen. And uh, there's still some things in the back of the fellowship hall. Uh, in that back corner, uh, the back wall back there that, uh, that we had pulled out of the storeroom. And if they, you want any of that, please take it because this week I'm going to move the rest of it out. So if it doesn't go home with you, don't come back next week trying to get it, right? So we need to go ahead and move that and do that. And listen, so, so Brother Mike wasn't here last week. I had it in the bulletin, but he was uh, traveling last week. And, uh, you know, he was a longtime deacon here, right? Helped us through some, some very crazy times, as I put in the bulletin. And uh, so he, he has stepped off the board. We have two new deacons now, uh, along with Chip and Tootie. And so y'all make sure to love on him because it's, it's not easy. You know, it's not easy having a, to all the stress and the things that, that they were, the things they were dealing with, searching for a pastor and all the other things. Amen. So y'all make sure to give him and, and Beverly some love and, and thank you. Because I know I honor them and I'm so thankful for them being willing to do it because a lot of people just quit. Oh, I ain't doing that. But it's a very important job. It is a very important job. So y'all make sure you love on them, because I know I love them, and I respect them. And I told him he can't retire. He's still got to find something else to do. You know, I don't know if he agrees with that or not, but we'll talk about it later. But, uh, but anyway, so y'all love on them today, and uh, God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday. Hey, come Wednesday, because even learning about prayer has been good. Amen. Don't forget your children. I I'm sure Wendy is pulling her hair out back there by now. Uh, and but we'll see you. Thank you for all the birthday wishes. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, Mike appreciates them too because his birthday and mine are on the same day. And, and then Shelly's grand, Shelly has a new granddaughter that was born on the, grandson, okay, born on the same day. So now there's three of us all born on the same day. Oh, and the pastor.